Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So finally, what's your favorite tool? I mean, what, what's something that when Mike logs on every day, he cannot live without? Yes, uh, and it's something that uh, uh, everybody uh, is born with, and well, we need to exercise a great deal more. It's called. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Today's episode is produced in partnership with FinClub.ai. Trade with confidence and leverage the power of artificial intelligence in your trading starting today. Go to FinClub.ai to get two free weeks of AI stock picks and save 15% when you use the code SAVE15. That's at FinClub.ai. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to another How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, I have a special guest on the line, Mike Lamont. Now, you might know him from basically all over the internet. This guy, he's all over StockTwits and Twitter and Instagram and everything else. And in fact, we're going to be talking about social media on this episode and some of the uh, headaches that he's definitely found himself in. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the line today. This is pretty exciting to have you back on. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Sure thing. So, so Mike and I, we've, we've talked a few times now and um, he's built up a really good size following just across all the platforms out there. I definitely want to go find him when you start looking at everywhere. Uh, go to StockTwits and, and Mike, what's your username there? Uh, on StockTwits, it's Michael G. Lamott. Um, really on all of them, it's Michael G. Lamott. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and that, that's what I was going to say is, you know, whenever you're going to go look for him, look for that, uh, that handle. Uh, but that's where, where we're going to get into some interesting stuff that he's had to deal with recently. So uh, Mike reached out to me and he's like, hey, man, um, I just lost my uh, Instagram account. Here's my new one. And I was like, what? what are you talking about? And uh, yeah, so Instagram banned him from their platform and then unbanned him and then rebanned him. And then now currently he is uh, unbanned. So. Who knows where he'll be by the time you go and look for his social media profile. But Mike, tell us what's going on out there. Yes. Yeah, so apparently, well, when you get popular enough on Instagram, you start to get a lot of fake accounts um, impersonating you. And, and that's exactly what happened to me. Um, about three months ago, uh, I must have received about 100 DMs uh, from my followers saying, is this account you? Is this account you? Because uh, the it's copied all of your content. It, it even links to your website. It's got the same avatar, but uh, they're 
responding to me and saying, hey, can you send me Bitcoin or can uh, I can manage your money for you and triple it? Like, that doesn't really sound like something you'd say. And I'm like, no, that's definitely not me. Uh, uh, this is my only Instagram account. And uh, good on you for recognizing that this is a fake. So they started to report the, the fake accounts. I reported the fake accounts. And eventually, the fake accounts were taken down. So good on Instagram. But part of what they did in the process was, so it seems, is that they banned everything that was on uh, the fake accounts, including my website, which they linked to to help uh, impersonate the, me. And I, I noticed that my website became blacklisted on Instagram and Facebook. So it's uh, like, oh, no, that's kind of bizarre. Then a month later, uh, just out of the blue, my account disappears and it's like, what the heck is going on? And so that's when I uh, created the, the new account, reached out to a, a bunch of people, yourself included, and it was actually Jason Greystone, who's amazing uh, for a variety of reasons, uh, including this one, uh, he told me that this actually happened to him uh, not too long ago when he gave me the steps that he took to get himself unbanned. I followed those steps, and uh, within a couple of days, the account was reinstated, and I got a letter from Instagram apologizing, saying that they unbanned me my, by mistake, they, they apologize for any inconvenience, and here's your account back. Amazing. A, a week later, uh, that account, poof, gone again. And so I follow the same steps, and now the account is reinstated. It's been reinstated now for about a week, week and a half. <laughs> and I am uh, keeping my fingers crossed. Man, what what a hassle! I, I gotta I couldn't imagine having to deal with that. But I, I appreciated the humble brag at the beginning. When you get popular enough, people start copying you. I, I obviously haven't reached that level of success yet, Mike. So thanks for keeping me in check there. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh my god! But it but seriously, like well, with this, it's also something that you don't want to go all in on just one platform. I think that that's a huge mistake. Uh, and it, I would say that it would be akin to going all in on one trade, right? Like you, you might want to be like, well, I want to focus on this one trade and I know every single thing about this company, uh, how the stock moves, yada, yada. And so I'm putting my entire account in this thing, but there's always that one, like even if it's so unlikely, all you need is just that one instance to blow up and then bam, everything's gone. Well, uh, like I was very grateful that I'm, have a great presence on stock twits on Twitter. And, uh, you know, the Instagram is only about 20% of my overall following. Uh, so yeah, like it's, uh, it's good to have, you want to be concentrated, uh, but, um, still have a certain level of diversification, right? Like it's not where we are everywhere like 50 different platforms but it's not where we want to be only on one it's good to be concentrated like be in two three yeah so. that makes sense and of course a lot of the the audience out there they they aren't looking to be social media famous or anything like that so i did feel that this was pretty interesting to hear about from the other side right because maybe you even followed mike's journey amongst uh, getting banned and unbanned. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember 
it was probably two days before he sent me that that message like hey man i just got banned um i was looking at his account like this dude's some doing something right I got to start figuring out what he's doing because he's doing something right there. And then he said he's banned. I was like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he's doing something a little too right. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, and uh, like, I, I felt terrible because uh, like, I'm thinking too that, you, you know, like there's people that uh, rely on this content. Like I, I was getting, uh, like every day I get the DMs, comments uh, saying that how much, uh, the content uh, is helping people. And that's one of the things that, you know, like it inspires me to keep on doing more and doing more, uh, going live on Instagram. Like that's one of the features that I actually enjoy the most on Instagram, the ability to to go live uh, and talk to people. Uh, that uh, I feel like they do that the best of all the platforms out there. Uh, and it keeps getting better. Uh, so knowing that there's people that rely on that content, it's just like, man, like I feel terrible. Like here's 20,000 people that aren't getting like, oh, their, uh, their daily fix. So part of uh, what I'm uh, trying to do now too is uh, like make more of an effort to tell people that, hey, I'm not only on Instagram, like I'm on these other platforms too. So uh, you're enjoying the stuff like, Follow me everywhere, so that we are going to make sure that you uh, we always keep in contact, and, yeah, and I can help you guys out even more. Yeah, for sure. So I was telling Mike that I, I have a zero percent presence on Stock Twits, and I was gonna reach out to him to give see if he'd give me a little crash course on what I need to be doing on there, because you know obviously there are plenty of traders on Stock Twits, and if I can reach even more of what I'm doing with the podcast and everything, I definitely want want to be able to do that. Yep. So I had a list of questions that I wanted to ask Mike, and I sent them over ahead of time. And uh, so we're going to go through those real quick. He he actually inspired me the last time that we spoke. Mike was like, "Hey man, why don't you come on my uh, my channel and you know give me some of the best uh, takeaways you've had with all these people you've interviewed?" And I was like, "That's a great idea," but <laughs> I kind of haven't had anything structured in that way to ask these people a certain amount of questions, so I could pull from those questions and retell them. Um, one, of, one of the things I pride myself on is the uh, the chattiness of the podcast, the casualness of the podcast, because uh, I really don't ever do uh, any sort of hard-hitting CNBC-esque, right, fast money, here's your, your five questions in five minutes kind of deal. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I like it that way. I just like hanging out and talking to people. But, um, you know, the, the idea of having some structure that was a pretty good idea. So I appreciate that, Mike. So the first <laughs> yeah. question I, I sent over to Mike was, you know, what's your one thing you wish you knew before you started trading? Yeah, well, one thing that I wish that I knew was how much uh, mindset is a factor. And uh, it's not, it, it's our beliefs, not, not just about trading, but about money. Um, uh, I'm somebody that, that grew up poor for, for anybody that has no idea who I am. Uh, like, well, part of what inspired me on this journey well, was uh, growing up in poverty. At, uh, like, my parents divorced uh, when I was five. At six, I was homeless. And then, like, fast forward to, to my teenage years, I find out about the market and, like, that uh, inspires me. And uh, I floundered for the first 10 years of trying to do this. Uh, I've been trading now for 21 years, but the first 10 were a nightmare. And a big part of the reason was because I had no idea about uh, underlying uh, limiting beliefs and, and how they can manifest the, 
themselves in our trading. So uh, what often happens to people, especially if you have uh, limiting beliefs around money, things that like, you know, money's tight, money doesn't grow on trees, like uh, any of the cliche things that, that you tend to hear. Um, but any, uh, any beliefs around money that uh, are not uh, one of abundance, it, it's if you're in a trade and you start to see the trade working and you see your P&L going up and you have a belief that, oh, well, money's scarce, uh, you're going to be more likely to take that trade off because money's scarce. Uh, and you might not consciously understand why and you may continuously make the same kind of errors. Uh, and it's because of this deep-rooted belief that is in your subconscious, you're not aware of it, and you just keep on making the same kind of mistakes over and over and over again. And so once I was able to uh, gain an awareness of those beliefs and do the work to uh, take the energy out of those beliefs, that's when I started to see uh, a lot more progress in my trading. And it's something that, that I've helped a lot of other traders out with as well, and they all had similar results. That's really deep. I like that. And I know that that's definitely something for me that I've worked on a lot. Uh, I've watched a lot of like the trading psychology videos like Mark Douglas, one of the uh, the market wizards. Um, he has, uh, I think it's Mark Douglas's uh, Trading in the Zone. Yeah, Trading in the Zone, his, his book. And you can find the audio book on YouTube. Um, not that it's probably legal to be on YouTube. Somebody obviously ripped it off and put it on there, but that's definitely how I consumed it. <laughs> um, and then he also has a four-part series on YouTube, which similar situation. Somebody bought the DVDs and put it on YouTube's, but um, definitely go check those out. And that was pretty in instrumental to me as well, uh, re re listening to the audiobook and, and taking those uh, little courses there. And then there was something in uh, Mark Minervini, which you and I have both had the chance to speak to, which, you know, that's an honor in itself being able to speak to him. Um, mm -hmm. But in his latest book called Mindset Secrets for Winning, which I'll, I'll put in the link below, um, make a note, Mindset Secrets for Winning link. Okay. Um, I'm going to link that below and go get your copy of it there. But uh, one of the things that he talks about in there, and, and it really struck a chord to me when I read it, was, you know, if you're looking at your P&L and you may have all of them green for the day, you say, yeah, that's just like me. That's just like me to have all those uh, those winning things in a row, right? And not mm -hmm. just in, in P&L, but thinking about that in life. Oh, it's just like me to, to be successful. Whereas on the other end, you hear all, so many people all the time say, Oh, it's just my luck that I got a flat tire today. Oh, it's just my luck that, um, you know, this thing didn't work out. But what if you flip mm -hmm. it? What if you turn it the other way and say, hey, that is just my luck where all, all my stuff's winning. That's just my luck where I could meet somebody like Mike and have him on the podcast. And I'm, I'm so blessed to do that. So that's definitely something I'd recommend. Just that one takeaway right there. And obviously, there's there's plenty of takeaways in that book. But the one that I really struck a chord with was, it's just my luck that everything's working out the way it should. So... That mindset thing, man, that that's that's a big, big hurdle. And honestly, I, I had heard that before that, you know, if, if your mind's not right, you're going to be subconsciously making the errors to put you back in the place where you're trying to get out of. So, yeah, what's your number one top tip to help new traders? Uh, the 
we, they need to focus on high performance habits. Uh, yeah. uh, so habits. Uh, so it, let's say that you're you are somebody that um, is new to this whole concept of mindset and uh, beliefs. Uh, so now. Uh, what you would want to do then is like you you could start to change like when you change your habits you can change your life so now well part of what i would recommend then is to now list out uh, like to take some paper take a pen and start writing out like oh all of your beliefs uh, about trading and, and then uh, on a separate page uh, write out your beliefs about money like you literally have uh, hundreds uh, of beliefs around both of these topics right like so if you've read books and you've adopted uh, somebody else's trading system uh, then you have those beliefs um, similarly with money uh, you have all these beliefs around money but unlike trading beliefs, most trading beliefs are beliefs that you opt into, uh, right? Like you take a course, so you watch a video, you read a book, and oh, that sounds pretty good, and you opt into them. But the money beliefs, yeah, well, like they come from our childhood, and uh, you know, we're just sponges as children and uh, become a, a product of that. So step one would be like becoming consciously aware of what these beliefs are. Then um, well, we would want to start questioning each of these beliefs. So where did the belief come from? Uh, is this helping me uh, achieve my, my goals or, or not? Like, is it bringing me closer to or further away from them? If this belief is not helping me achieve what, what I'm trying to achieve, can I let it go? And sometimes it'll be real easy to let a belief go, right? Like, uh, you know, well, we... Uh, don't believe it. Uh, like mo most adults don't believe it in Santa Claus uh, anymore, right? Like uh, maybe as a kid that was painful to let go, but now it's, uh, you know, somebody says that Santa Claus is at the door, like, oh, what are you talking about? Get, get out of here. But um, it would be going through your beliefs, seeing like, well, what's useful to you, what's not. And then uh, if you have difficulty letting go of a belief, uh, you would want to try to understand, well, why are you having trouble letting go of this belief? Maybe it comes from uh, a parent, right? Like a, if part of, if one of your beliefs says they honor your mother and father, and to you that means uh, whatever they taught me, like I'm going to hold on to because doing otherwise would be dishonorable to my parents. But one of the things that my parents told me was that people that have, that are wealthy acquired their, their wealth through lying, cheating, and stealing. Well, would you want to acquire wealth then? Like there's a part of you that does, otherwise you might, you probably wouldn't be involved in trading, but there's also that underlying belief that says, well, you've got to lie, cheat and steal to acquire money and I don't want to dishonor my parents. So you would need to reconcile that. That's where this beliefs exercise comes in because all that kind of stuff is just swimming around in your subconscious, bring it to the conscious, and then you could start to uh, remove some of the proverbial weeds from your mind and then start planting in better, stronger beliefs hmm. that can help us reach our goals. Yeah. So what's your prediction going forward, right? As far as like the markets and, and, and trades and things like that. I mean, if you had to put on one trade for the next 365 days, what would it be? 
<laughs> zero trades. Uh, like, uh, like uh, that. That's not not my style. Uh, like, like for me, I I'm a, a swing trader, and most of my trades, uh, like a, a winning trade, tends to be held on average uh, maybe a couple months. Right, mm-hmm. like uh, two that that I'm in right now that have been held for a few months are Tesla and PayPal, um, and the. Would I be confident telling you that Tesla is going to uh, be something in my portfolio that I'm going to hold for over a year? No, like uh, actually, uh, like um, in for swing trading, uh, like I haven't had a long-term capital gain, right? Uh, like uh, it's just uh, not my style. Uh, like because the way that that I'm trading, like I'll uh, I tend to sell into strength, right? Uh, that's something that that I learned from Mark. Uh, so thank you, Mark. And uh, it, something else too is to have multiple ways to exit a position. And uh, so I'll use trailing stops because I look at uh, the moving averages as uh, momentum, right? So I'm using moving averages as my trailing stops. So when it starts to close below said moving average, I will exit a portion of the position. And most stocks tend to not hold a, they can hold say like a 50 day moving average for a considerable period of time, but they won't hold it forever, right? So eventually I will be stopped out of the trade as it loses momentum and then it's on to other things. Yeah, you know, I love asking traders that because like, let's say you're, you're like a, a pet, you know, dog food store owner, what's your number one, uh, uh, prediction for the next year, they'd be like, oh, I really think, uh, you know, like chicken in the dog food is going to take off or something like that. Mm. But with, with traders or whatever, it's completely different. It's like, I can't make a trade for the next year. You know, I got to keep my <laughs> options open. I got to be looking around. I love asking that because it it, it always creates a, uh, or at least a few times I've done it so far, it creates a, a different uh, response than you would think because mm. you're like, ah, oh, no, I, I can't do a year, but I can tell you about, you know, some, some of the other things. So I appreciate that. The, uh, you know, um, on the, the Minervini topic, you know, uh, one of his keys, and I was just explaining this to, uh, one of my brothers-in-law the other day, um, mm. is, you know, buying low and selling high is a, a sucker's bet. And I was I was explaining this over text because he was looking to buy Beyond Meat, and it was around 140. I don't know what it is today, but um, it was it was a 143. And I was like, look, Song stays above 140, uh, which is where all the moving averages were about. I was like, go for it, man. But if it's below 140, don't get into it. And this same brother-in-law, he asked me about ACB, which is one of the uh, cannabis stocks uh, yep. a year or two ago, and he bought it at 10, and he got out of it around a dollar fifty and had doubled up along the way. And <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, remember how I was like, if it goes below this number, you need to get rid of it. And he's like, yeah, I know, but that's where I doubled up. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't have to go very far to find a lot of really good investing uh, habits. Like, like you mentioned earlier ago, having high performance habits and finding those people who have been there and learn the expensive lessons, right? Cause if you're buying something low, it can always go lower and mm. you're buying something high. You want it to go higher. If it's high, that means people are buying it. That means institutions want to be in it and you need to go along with that instead of trying to fight it. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was, uh, that was something I, I took away from, from Minervini and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a lesson or, or a life lesson along the way to to experience all of these things, right? To find out what actually does and doesn't work. 
So what is the biggest mistake you've made as a trader? The biggest mistake that, that I made as a trader, um, would, well, like, uh, there's a couple of different ways to, to think about it, right? Like the, the first would be like, uh, not having any kind of mentors trying to, to just go in and, and do it alone. Um, and to have so much mistrust uh, of uh, people in the industry, largely because of limiting money beliefs, uh, right? Like uh, people with money are uh, just trying to uh, like uh, lie, cheat, and steal to, to get it. So if they're trying to teach me, then uh, they must not be trustworthy. Um, but then that uh, that's also preceded by the belief uh, like poor money beliefs. So uh, like I see so much of the stuff kind of like going hand in hand. Um, one of my biggest trading blunders uh, actually came uh, right before I got married. And so um, at this point, uh, I, I've been trading for uh, 11 years and, and I had finally started to gain some consistency, was putting on some good trades and uh, uh, I bought silver, it, I think in say February or March, this is going back to 2011. So uh, for whoever's listening, uh, go pull up a chart of SLV from, from that time period, uh, 2011 uh, around February, March. And it was in this parabolic move. And I thought that, man, like uh, I'm a genius, uh, up maybe about 70% before the wedding. Uh, and then the wedding's April 30th. Uh, right after the wedding, uh, we go on the honeymoon and uh, we're in Hawaii for two weeks. I forgot to place a stop loss <laughs> and uh, learn very uh, learn the hard way the importance of having a stop loss and not only that a going away plan for your portfolio because I came back to not being up seventy percent or a hundred percent but being up about seven percent in that position I had given everything back and it's just like wow that sucks yeah <laughs> so, um, so yeah that that was a painful lesson. Um, and one that uh, it, that I haven't made again. Uh, um, for me, like uh, I'm one of the the people that tends to learn by by doing. Um, so that's a, a painful lesson that that I learned, and it, it's uh, yeah, like one of the things that that I teach people too. Like I actually got that question uh, in the in my chat room. Um, this past week, like, oh, like, oh, when you're going on vacation, like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, oh, well, here's the story. And, and here's what I, what I do now. Mm. Basically, like, yeah, like, um, sell down to the point where uh, I am comfortable leaving uh, trades on, double check, uh, triple check that stops are uh, in place. Uh, and if I'm not comfortable holding it, like, I'll just sell out and come back because the market uh, now I have a much better belief about uh, the market, which is the market's an infinite stream of opportunity, right? Mm -hmm. So if that is true, should I care about any one trade? No, why? It's an infinite stream, right? Like, be like, oh, like, uh, I tried to catch the wave at the beach, but I missed that wave, damn, like, uh, and start sobbing on the beach because I missed that wave. Well, there's like a infinite waves coming, man, like just surf another one. Yeah, that's well said. I like that, Mike. Um, you know, for me, I, so I, I have a few different portfolios and my, my main one that I am in like every day, um, I, I do 75% investing in it and then 25% trading in it. 
And I know somebody on the line is probably like, what do you mean? Aren't trading and investing similar? Well, they are similar, but they're different, right? My trading for me is all about the the income I can make from it. And that's when I'm like selling options and doing things like that. Whereas my investing is the opposite end. That's where I call the, the triple stock profit system. That's where I'm, I have uh, dividends and uh, long stock and I'm selling calls on it. And so I'm making profit three different ways, right? And those are so much easier to manage, right? Because I put the, uh, the call on and when it expires, it's either in the money or out of the money, so I don't have to worry about it. And the uh, dividends are automatic, so I don't have to worry about that. The only thing I do is just one today, go in and say, okay. Um, so I have them based on different moving averages. Um, that's mm -hmm. something I learned from Steve Burns. So maybe, for example, like the SPY, maybe it's on the 10-day where I've decided I want to be in if it's above the 10-day and out if it's below. I'll just go in and say, okay, the 10-day moving average is at whatever. I'm just going to go update my... Uh, my um, closing order my stop limit order to uh, to exit at that trade and just move on so yeah that's that's really smart i and you know it definitely takes a lot of uh just trusting the process in that right so you can go off to hawaii or wherever and you come back and you know the worst thing that can happen is i'm out of the trade the best thing that can happen is i've made more money so mm -hmm. you know it's it's definitely a lot of mindset and, and we keep coming back to that and i think that that's definitely a, a very very important part of trading that you only learn over time. Nobody, nobody can say, Mike, you need a better mindset. All right. And you're just like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think it really takes the experience of going through all these things and learning it for yourself that there is an infinite stream of potential trades out there. There's nothing, nothing holding you back from putting a trade on tomorrow that you couldn't do today or vice versa. So yeah, that's really yeah. smart. You know, like so many people are like, oh man, like I missed the that trade. But it's just like, yeah, well, like that's the one. Yeah, you missed that trade, but that's the one trade that you were aware that you missed. You also missed the like ten thousand other trades too, mm -hmm. right? Like you're yeah. not crying over those, well said. right? So like it just. Yeah. Or when people are, or when people are like, oh, if I had made this trade, I would have made X number of dollars, and they're so depressed or whatever. Or oh, I got out too soon and. Now I didn't, um, you know, it, it's never about, uh, um, I would have, anyway, uh, it, it's, it's funny the, uh, the idea that somebody could look at something that didn't actually happen and say, oh, if I only had done this and then get, get themselves worked up about it. Right. Like yeah. there's no other creatures on the planet besides humans who can have a thought and then immediately like change how they feel because they're like, oh man, I wish I had done this. Now I'm going to be bummed out about it. I knew a guy that he, uh, he had a long oil trade on and for one reason or another, he closed it. And then uh, two years later, he and I were talking and he uh, looked at the price of oil and was like, oh, if I had kept this on, I wouldn't, I, I, I would be a millionaire by now. And it's like, well, you didn't. So you really can't waste any more brain energy thinking about it. Any, any more uh, of your emotions that something that never happened. So yeah, that that's just, Something I've come across is never look back and, and regret because you know what? It wasn't meant to be. It didn't work out that way. And there's always going to be another opportunity to circle that back around there. So finally, what's your favorite tool? I mean, what what's something that when Mike logs on every day, he cannot live without? Yes. Uh, and it's something that uh, uh, everybody uh, is born with. And well, we need to exercise a great deal more. It's called focus. Mm. Um, uh, we get what we focus on. And so many of us are uh, 
conditioned, uh, like the like humans are conditioned to look at like uh, you know well what's negative, well what's bad, and uh, like most people are trying to fix so uh, what. Uh, it, uh, like things that, that are broken, right? Like it's how humans have survived for uh, thousands of years, right? Like, oh, like you know, that little rustle in the bushes, uh, like that might be a, a tiger like coming to, to eat us, right? So uh, most people are looking at, at what's negative and only spending like, a, a, uh, let's say like an 80-20 rule, right? Like 80% of the time, like let's fix well, what's negative, focusing on negative and 20% on what's positive. Well, what if we flip that? Like, well, what if we're spending most of the time focusing on what's working well and how to do more of it and 20% of the time of like, well, uh, yes, we do uh, want to improve on things that we're weak at. If we're focusing more of our attention on what's working well and uh, implanting that in us, we'll be more likely to do more of what's working well. uh, It's kind of like uh, when uh, it's the part of our brain uh, the, that's called the reticular activating system, right? It's the the things that, that allow us to, uh, like when you look at thousands of charts and you start to pick up on patterns, to be able to see the patterns going very quickly. Uh, like uh, that's part of what I'm going to do during uh, this three hour deep dive uh, uh, coming up in 10 minutes. Uh, like when we get to the part looking for trade ideas, uh, I'll go through my interesting ideas list and uh, I go through it very quickly because I want the charts to jump out at me. So that way, um, that part of my brain that already knows uh, what types of patterns tend to work, they just jump out at me, great, jot those down. That's how you get the reticular activating system to work for us. And you get that through focusing on what works versus focusing on what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. If we flip that if we're continuously if we're making a, an effort to improve our focus then uh i think that's one of our greatest tools and among the the, the most successful traders uh, i think that that's the uh, very common yeah well said i like that that's not what i expected for your favorite tool i expected <laughs> to be like oh thinkorswim or trend spider or whatever <laughs> but no that, that makes a lot of sense cool man well, listen, I know you got to run. Mike has a, a workshop that he puts on. How often do you put your workshops on? Uh, yeah, the, this deep dive that I'm about to do, uh, that one is once a week, but I also run several boot camps during the week. Um, one of our members, Chet, he requested that we do the pre-market warm-up. So that's coming up uh, next week, Tuesday, uh, July 7th. And uh, yeah, we do all kinds of stuff during the week. Yeah. So find so... it on the website. Well, that, that's what I was going to ask. So, um, so if you're interested in learning more about Mike and his uh, uh, workshops that he puts on, definitely go follow him on all the social platforms like we talked about earlier. But also check out your website. What is it again? Uh, MaraWealth.com. Right. So go check out MaraWealth.com. And you'll learn more about Mike and his, uh, his workshop. Um, and, you know, definitely send him a little message on uh, on all the platforms out there because he's he's definitely one of those guys who's very involved on social media and is always looking to help where he can. And that makes him really invaluable in the community, right? I definitely feel that the more value you can put out without having to charge for anything, right? The more value that you gain with the universe 
and eventually it all comes back to you. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. So Mike, I really appreciate having you on and, and being able to, to share some of these high performance habits. Uh, I definitely feel that um, that probably will be the, the title of the episode in one way or another is high performance habits. Cause I mean, you really laid it out. I was over here taking notes. You should see my, uh, my whiteboard here. It's completely filled up. So oh, yeah, I sit in front of a whiteboard. It makes life easier to have this giant piece of uh, real estate to write on. So anyway, cool. yeah, man, thanks a lot. It was great to, uh, to catch up with you and to, to hear all of your, uh, your your great advice and to hear of course the saga of instagram and, and who knows where that'll end up <laughs> yeah absolutely man thanks so much for having me on i really appreciate it yeah absolutely and thank you guys for tuning in to today's how to trade stocks options podcast uh, make sure you like subscribe and enable notifications that way you never miss whenever we have guests just like mr lamoth here and more tools tips and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter and i'll see you on the next episode 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimInnesStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimInnesStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.